Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Nerd Game Night, the show where we talk about the tabletop games you know and love, or don't know you love. I'm the host, Matthew McCluskey, and here with me, as always, is our resident rules master, Owen Nesbitt. That's me. And former child, Aidan Malone. That's me. An accolade That's my game. intro, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to go back and we need to record I'm going to edit this. fuck <laughs> out of that. I love it, I love it. Anyway, this week we're going to be talking about... God, I'm so derailed. I'm going to be a, a <laughs> three-hour podcast. <laughs> that was the other good Holy podcast. crap, I didn't even mean. Okay. Unintended puns. This week we're talking about Ticket to Ride Europe by Alan R. Moon. Finally, a normal name I can pronounce. Yep. I think it's probably the first one. Yep. That's a bit racist. <laughs> a bit racist for me. As Aiden said, it's Alan R. Moon, but from looking at the box, it looks like he's has like an English accent. I'm pretty sure he does. I mean, it's written very fancy. Yeah. So. Looking at the uh, the cursive writing yeah. they've illustrated, yeah. I, I can only pronounce yeah. it in the most posh yeah. British accent that I can And ev- all over apparently. this box, it says Johnny Good Show. It's yeah. so <laughs> but to be fair, I'm pretty sure the original game was the US version, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he ripped it. Actually, technically, if we really think about it, Aren't the US actually British? British? That's true. Oh my god. That's true. It just got political, folks. Alright, time to restart this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alright. Um, but first, before we get into the, the game, uh, it's time for the Nerd Game News update. <laughs> uh, so last week we actually forgot to mention, although as Owen mentioned off mic, it probably spoke for itself. We have new mics. We went all out. We spent 20 Hundreds, quid. <laughs> thousands of 20s. <laughs> Tens of euros. Yeah. Tens. We got these nice 20 quid mics. We all have our own audio track. So one of the days, Owen's going to edit it. And it's going to be slightly like off time yeah. for each person. <laughs> uh, so I'm really looking forward to that moment. I thought you were going to say, it's like one of the days, I'm going to delete somebody's track. <laughs> no. I was like, Matthew was very quiet that episode. You can only hear yeah. him on the bleed over. It's also our highest rated one, yeah. weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, this is our first upgrade. So like, if we keep getting like all the donations that we have been getting, we'll be able to spend much, much more. <laughs> Uh, my, I don't know, my PayPal is filling up with money, so thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Set up like a Patreon or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We probably should do something like that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff we should do, as you'll notice like, with this podcast. Make a better podcast. Yeah. You know, that, that's pretty low on the priority list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to get all the money first, and then we'll have the motivation yeah. to, to produce the good product. I want to be able to quit my you know steady income job <laughs> to make yeah. this on a regular basis. Yeah, actually, that might be some news that the, the listeners don't know as well, that we all actually have jobs. Uh, we're all productive <laughs> members of society. Each to less Nine degrees. to five, Monday to Friday. <laughs> After that, it's like, you know, 50-50 chance whether we are or not. Um, in other nerd game news, I just wanted to bring up, I've gotten addicted to PUBG, Player Unknown Battleground streams. I'm not even playing the game, that's how much of a nerd I am. I'm watching this stuff like it's a movie. And I would encourage anyone who is out there in the Nerd Game Night listener base to check this game out. It's really cool. Owen, as the only one of us who's played it, what do you think? I quite enjoy it. Uh, I'm. And we're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need to hear from. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I think we've got about 80 hours, which is what? like not 
done most I'm sure other people are going to put me to shame yeah. but like 80 hours over about a month or two months yeah. over the game I time. watch some streams that play for like 4 hours a day so I definitely yeah. when you actually have a job it gets quite difficult yeah. to have that many hours well I can still do that but I also need to like sleep and clean and make food uh, and Aiden you had some nerd game news well, yeah after 5 years and 118 odd episodes the Critical Role campaign has finally come to an end for all listeners and watchers out there of the Critical Role stream very sad day I haven't seen the final episode yet so I heard it finished in a massive TPK oh probably I I would not be surprised TPK for those people who don't know is Toilet Paper Conundrum Uh, (laughs) I mean they were literally shitting themselves in that last game it was wild they they actually rectoactively retroactively Uh, undid all the good they did in the previous 118 episodes oh, <laughs> went back to level 1 and then like tripped on a rock and died oh, nice 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 so uh, I'll be looking forward to that uh, having listened to it at the time yeah. of recording anyway yeah it's a good Sad thing days. this isn't live Sad actually days. we're really dating the podcast now because these are going to be released in some really like we recorded Three the first time. one back in like September before that uh, it'll all start to make sense when we get on a more regular schedule. We're yeah. waiting for our cycles to sync up as well. Yeah, did, did that sound uh, weird? <laughs> a little, a little bit. So, um, for anyone who's still left listening, <laughs> as we We're, said, we apologise. Again, <laughs> lights turning off on my paperboard. That's okay. People are rescinding tweets. It's a yeah. <laughs> Do you know they can take money out of your PayPal account? <laughs> <laughs> I have more chargebacks than yeah. um, But, yeah, basically. Uh, like I said, the game we're talking about, Ticket to Ride Europe, uh, one of Aiden's games, the first game mm-hmm. we played that hasn't been purchased by own. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, Munchkin. Well, Munch- I, I bought the first yeah. core set of Munchkin. True. Everyone else got one, but I was the first one to buy one. <laughs> yep. Very true. Uh, so, and it's not the first iteration of the game, we should say, is uh, Ticket to Ride, the original one we think was played on the US map. Yeah. Totally. As usual, our, our level of research that's gone into this is through the roof. Literally <laughs> minutes of Google search. Yeah. Can you tell we record these like one after the other yeah. and just aren't ours to go uh, to? Uh, <laughs> um, we're all hungry, we want to have our dinner. <laughs> so um, anyway, for, to kick it off uh, and maybe get back to some semblance of a structure, yeah. uh, let's, <laughs> let's kick it off with the rules rundown with that one. Alright, rules rundown. Ticket to Ride is a 2-5 to five player board game which has the players race to construct competing rail routes within a small finite space. Players collect coloured resource cards that are then used to construct routes between cities. Points are earned from placing train pieces, completing predetermined routes or having the longest train route. The game ends when one player runs out of train pieces and the player with the most points at the end of the game wins. As in all walks of life, being the longest is always the best. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you use it, as long as you are the longest. Yeah. Well, I'll agree with that one. <laughs> okay. All right, let us just pause this for a second to compare something, and then we'll be back. <laughs> Insert zipper noises. Out. It's like eight. What? Just eight. <laughs> right out of fireman hose here. <laughs> yeah. Eight full wraps around my core. <laughs> Yeah, but you are quite skinny. Yeah. <laughs> that's still only Aiden. Um, but, yeah, so... No, it trains. <laughs> so, let's move on from that. We were, we were just talking off, Mike, that this one definitely lends itself more to rules and then talking straight about game... When we talk, sorry, about gameplay, it's going to make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
as the person who knows least about the game, should I kick off how it starts or does someone else want to go? Go for it. I will um, correct you every time you say <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, well, everyone gets a different colour to start off with. I'm going to start as simple as possible, so I don't know even what all the colours are. Different colour setup. Trains. Physical train pieces, yeah. And stations. And stations. Very important. Uh, then you're dealt five cards. Yeah. And how many does... Oh, sorry, five... Why am I doing five, five red cards? <laughs> I don't know. What he says they don't know. I'll do. <laughs> yeah, Aiden. As the owner so, of the game, I'll let you. At the start of every game, each player is given three destination cards, which range from scores between 6 and 21, I believe. And there are literally two points on the map that throughout the game you have to connect one city to the other. Um, you have to keep at least one of these at the start of the game to actually play it. Um, you're also given five coloured train cards that you will exchange later in the game to actually construct railways between yeah. cities. Uh, on your turn, there's three things you can do. You can there's four face down cards, five, five, five face down cards, face up, face up cards even, <laughs> and and the, and the deck that's face down. Yes. Uh, so you can either pick two face down cards uh, or one special card, which is a it's a multicolored a multicolored card exactly. It can be anything, uh, any of the colors, and or you can pick two from the deck or you can pick one from each yeah. uh, but as we said if you pick one multicolored card that's face up you can't pick yeah. another one but you can get incredibly lucky and pick two from the deck and they can both be multicolored yeah. cards or one of them can be then another thing you can do is construct railways so different colors on the board some are like just gray which means they can be any color but for example if there's uh, three yellow squares linking Paris and Madrid for example I have to put down three of the same colour so they can be three yellows or sorry three of yeah. the yellows or the corresponding colour corresponding colour thank you guys or I can put down three multicoloured uh, or two yellows and one multicoloured etc yeah. uh, one of the important things that I always have to remember in this game is you need to be able to complete the construction between two cities you can't just be like oh I'm going to place a yellow yeah. here and then wait till I get the yeah, other you drop trains willy nilly you have to be able to get from one city to another on your turn and the third thing you can do on your turn if I'm not mistaken is take more destination cards yeah you can pick up to three additional routes and keep one of them yeah so in essence you could say that there's no point off the bat in keeping all your destination cards if you really don't like them it's quite easy to get oh, more destinations yeah uh, but it is going to cost you a turn. Uh, you're not allowed to do multiple things on turns, so mm -hmm. that's also to keep in yeah. mind that you can't be like, I'm going to take three destinations, build two trains, and take these cards. Mm -hmm. So in that way, it's, it's sort of a, a slower game, uh, at least in the beginning. Uh, but it, it means you have to strategize as much as you would in the other way, but also your strategy can, can come to nothing. If you pick up, for example, two black trains and you're planning on building four on the ones that are designated black and then it's Owen's turn next and he does that himself so you, you also need to keep a bit of a watch on what other people are picking up where they could potentially be yeah, going. Yeah. another thing that I think is worth mentioning maybe for only me maybe everyone else knows this but you also don't need to be like I'm going to start in Paris build to Madrid build to here you can just be like okay I'm going to build from Paris to Madrid and now I'm going to build from Constantinople yeah, to it, whatever it doesn't have to be a continuous train yeah. if you have two different routes that don't overlap at all. You can start building trains 
in the north of the map and then on your next turn you build a completely separate set of trains on the south of the map you don't have to connect or yeah. you don't have to start in any of the cities you even have to go to and, and you get points for building trains as well uh, and it's all laid out there on the, the board I believe how many points you yeah. get for each uh, number of trains mm-hmm. you build so it's quite simple it's quite a simple way to get points as well so you can even build it when it's like oh there's no value to me building here at all but you get points you get points, points in the bag yeah. yeah there are two sort of other than generically having the right amount of cards to build a particular route, there are two special uh, circumstances where one is if there's a, a, a route that has a black outline, it indicates that it's a tunneling route, so you're going through a mountain. So when you declare, I'm putting five white cards down to take this white tunnel, you flip the top three cards from the deck, and if any of them match the color, you have to put down additional cards. Yeah, and the other one is if there's a sea route, say between um, the UK and France, you have to have at least one magic card or special card or multicolored card, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. to make that route. Yeah, and what's uh, interesting to note about the tunnel thing, just to go back to that, mm-hmm. if you fail to build the tunnel, you get to pick your cards back up. So it's not like a gamble where you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to hope that I can build this, otherwise I lose the yeah. card. So you just pick them up, but your turn's on. Yeah, you do lose your turn. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that tunnels aspect. Yeah. Um, I think that's like, it's a great example of the sort of risk reward. Maybe not even reward as much, but it's a risky play to do it. It's like, okay, it's a short route, it's only two, and I only have exactly two colours to make this route. Yeah. Um, so it's like, do I have to wait a couple of turns to hoard a couple more of the same colour mm-hmm. to ensure I definitely can build it? Mm-hmm. Or do I risk losing this turn trying to build it and then getting fucked over by RNG draw mm-hmm. or RNG draw? Because it has a, 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 a very tiny bit of realism to it. If you're building a train on a flat path where you can see where you're going, you know mm-hmm. how much resources you need. Yeah. If you're going through a mountain, you don't necessarily know how much you're going to need to get to the other side, so it adds a tiny bit of realism to the game. I think there is a lot of realism in it, though, because even when we were talking about it, you can sort of start building wherever. Like, that's mm-hmm. just normal. It's like, you're never going to build, like, a train or, or a railway line just not completed between two cities, but it doesn't mean that when you build it from one place to one place that you automatically have to start there for yeah. the next mm-hmm. one. People in Russia could be building a train as well as people in Britain. Uh, so I, I think it, it's actually... In that way, sort of a quite realistic game in terms of how trains are built. In terms of um, other gameplay, I God, I had something in mind there. Oh yeah, the stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, stations. Um, yeah, because there are a limited number of routes between each city. Like Paris is probably the busiest place on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and six six routes in and out going to different cities. Yeah. And I think there's like one route where there's like two or three yeah, some, going from one city some, to another some routes in the bigger cities have parallel mm-hmm. tracks to the same city so you can't so multiple people can take the same route yeah and like but most of the time there's just a single track from one city to another so if someone else places their trains before you they've sort of commandeered that route and you can hijack their route with uh, the little station to get it accommodated into yours that won't count to the longest train route I have mixed feelings on that. I, I, I will say, with the max number of players for this game is five, yeah. uh, you said, I will say we've only really played with three most of the time, maybe once we played with four. It doesn't get so crowded that there's not always a way around when you're playing with three, but I can imagine yeah, if you're playing when, with five. When you, when you do play with five, and done many times, it's, when it gets 
half an hour into the game and most of your trains are gone and you're just trying to finish routes, 90% of the board is covered. Yeah. And you literally either don't have the time, you don't have enough trains, or you don't have enough cards to circumnavigate something, you have to hijack a route. And a station just costs one card, doesn't it? It costs one resource the first time. For your first one, it's one, two for your second, three for your third, and four for your final one. And it it costs a turn to place it as well. And you also technically lose points when you play it, right? Because for every station you have left at the end, don't you get additional points? You do, yeah. Yes, I think... Was it? It's not even five. I think it's, it's two or something. Two or three points for every remaining one you didn't use. Yeah. yeah. Also, sort of doubling back onto one of the other points where you're able to take more routes. Yeah. It's not always in your it's favor to draw more routes. Yeah. Because at the end of the game, any routes that you haven't completed get deducted mm-hmm. from your point total point score. I, uh, yeah, you do have to keep an eye, I was just about to bring that up, and you do have to keep an eye on like how many trains does Owen have left, how many trains does Aiden have left. I don't know if anyone plays this game so competitively that they hide the number of trains they have left until they say, oh, I'm out. Like, I yeah, guess you yeah, can. But then you can just look at the amount of trains on the table. Yeah, yeah but even well. still, you would be taking like a pretty wild swing being like, I, I'm not, you'd have to have a pretty good count on yeah. it. So you, you, you could add that, that extra layer of, of sort of subterfuge to it if you really wanted to, but I think... The, what's the action that's happening on the board is already so much to take in I don't think anyone would even consider oh geez, where are my trains they might lose track themselves true I do maybe it's just because we haven't played this one that much I do find this like quite a complicated game somehow like I was just going to say if we talk about strategies I don't think anyone wants to hear mine since I've never won this game <laughs> or I think I came close once but then still had one route left that was like a 12 and brought my points down but do you guys have any sort of strategies that you use maybe I could, should start taking notes here <laughs> yeah. uh, I always try to get all of my routes to overlap so okay. I ne- so like I'm trying to be as efficient with all the trains that I place mm-hmm. so the game that we just played I kept two destination track cards at the start of the game it was you could basically connect it with one big line I had like A, B, C, D mm-hmm. and A was going to C and B was going to D but I could just connect A, B, and C, D, and it was just one straight line. And so, hey, I've used as little train pieces as possible, but I've completed two routes. Yeah. I, I would agree. I would say I try and do the same also because it counts the longest road. So there's no point somehow in building, like, I'm going to build a few here and a few here. It's like, yeah, you let me try and build the straightest line possible. Yeah, that's, if you're going for, when you played a short game, but if you were going long game and you started off, on one bottom corner of the map and mm-hmm. the top corner of the other side, then you could sort of very sneakily toward the end of the game join those two and you've got like a diagonal train the whole sides of the map. Yeah. So I mean I would almost never go myself directly to where I'm going. Yeah. So I, I tend to pick two routes that actually aren't connected at all if I can find it. So two ends so that I'm working down in the left hand corner and then all of a sudden I'm working on the right hand corner. So people don't know where I'm going, okay. for the most part. And then if I ha- if I can in the end, join them for longest train. But if not, I've still got my roots because nobody sort of knows where to cut me off. I would say playing this, I've never really used any counter tactics. Like I'm just so focused on myself and trying to get to the place I want to go to that I like never use yeah, counter um, I don't either, but that's because I like playing very much on the west side of the board in Western Europe. Uh, and I favor, <coughs> I favor that because um, all the tracks between the cities are much shorter. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier to finish your tracks 
and let's say you do get cut off and you don't want to spend points on uh, the stations or you don't have any left it's quite simple just to take a di- like a not a shortcut but just a diversion mm-hmm. to a third city true but and then make it like a circumvent so ring road thing. and then at the same time the shorter routes are worth less points yes but i can complete more of them which That's is where true. i typically go yeah. for and and it can be like i feel like in route games where i've had like a 20 or a 21 mm-hmm. whatever the highest ones are I'm like trying to complete it so much, then you complete it and you're like, I could have done three eights in the time that it took me to do this. And if you don't complete it, it's minus 21 yeah. points, you're basically done. Yeah. Like <laughs> that, That's my other argument for yeah. continuously doing short routes. It's like, yeah. if I do mess up on any of them, it's a small drawback as opposed to a big drawback. For sure. Well, I think going solid strategies then, I, as much as possible, just hoard cards for the for the start of the game. Okay. So like, I don't, I play as little trains as possible. If it's a full, like, 40 minute game and there's a full, like, five people playing it, I'll spend the first 15 minutes just hoarding cards and not really playing anything. Mm-hmm. And then all at once, I've got like 40 cards in my hand. I can start playing big sections of track sixes, sevens, and eights. So I'm getting huge numbers, huge points out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm completing big swaths of my tracks in one go, essentially. I get you. Yeah, I think this is definitely a game where Aiden alluded to already that we played a short game earlier, but this is definitely a long game game. Yeah. You know, this is like, you don't, it doesn't really matter if you get a good starter. It's like, people need to use all their trains. There's not a time limit on it. And actually, Aiden, you've played it the most, so yeah. like, how long do you think a game is? Again, it, it sort of depends on the numbers. If you've got a full five playing it, you, you're easily playing for an hour. An hour. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought even easy, more. Easily for an hour. Yeah. Three people, even if, I suppose if you're getting right down to the last trains on everybody's stack, even with three people, you're talking 45 minutes. You know? Yeah. I would have thought that sounds yeah. good, right? I, yeah, I would have thought even an hour for three people, maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> like, it's, it's not exactly like Risk in that, in the length of time and that it gets down to two people. Like, you're always playing it when you're playing it. They're like, there's no knockout is what I should say. But it does seem like that sort of level of game. I guess it's always a bit quicker to finish than I think. It's like the opposite with those games like Risk and Monopoly. It's like, oh, we're getting moving. And then it's like, oh, now it's just two more hours when it seems <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we only have 10 minutes left. Yeah. But it's this is more like, God, this is taking forever. And then it's like, oh, crap, it's over. <laughs> so maybe that's why I always lose as well. I'm like, they I've got plenty of time yeah. to finish this. Yeah. But, yeah, God, for, for me, like I said, I don't really have any strategies. I'm just like, oh, I need to complete these routes. Like I said, like Owen said, I would have to go as close to his strategy more than to yours, yeah. that I would be like, short routes, try and complete these, and then see what happens. Um, yeah, so one thing to keep an eye on that I always try to do is, regardless of what I'm playing and where my trains are going, I always have to keep an eye on the other players at all times as well, I find, mm-hmm. because there is the ability to cut people off in the game as well. So if I know, okay, they have to go from Paris to Munich and there's another city in between that they have to go through mm-hmm. and I'm sort of in and around the same area or a lot of the time, even if I'm not in the same area, I just want to stop them getting their route. So I can just randomly put a train in the middle of their route so that they just can't have it. Yeah. So even aside from figuring out where I need to go and getting the resources for me to go there, I'm sort of in the back of my mind, okay, how can I screw these guys over at the same time? I think we're drilling, sorry, Owen, I was just going to say, I think we're drilling into why Aiden wins this game more often than either of us. I like being able to sabotage people in a manner like that, but I always feel that 
I have to sabotage myself a little bit to do it. Because mm. you're saying like, okay, I know, let's say Matthew's going from X to Y, and if I stick something in the middle, it's gonna mess with him. But like, it's taking one of my turns to yeah. mess with him, and I'm not actually, I might not be making any progress yeah. towards my goals so by doing like, that. Sometimes you can't always do it, but when, when it's sort of a slight detour from mm. your route, it's not too much hassle to do it. It's, it's sort of, it, I only tend to start doing that when it's near the end of the game and I've completed all my routes and I don't need to get anywhere else. You're so not I'm trying just, to so I'm just putting some trains. Yeah. Well, in that case, yeah, that's absolutely the way to do it. Mm-hmm. I, but just like mid-game, um, I don't see it being yeah, like a really viable strategy. It's sort of on my route or adjacent to my route. I probably mm-hmm. won't do it, but um, it's always in the back of my head to, to have that there. I think we probably will do this game, so I'm almost hesitant to bring it up. Uh, but it's quite like Discovering Europe, but just more difficult. I don't know if we've even played Discovering Europe, maybe once. Um, we have, yeah. I think, yeah. But yeah, that, that's the same type of thing where you're trying to get to destinations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just a bit more complex than that. I feel like talking in the gameplay and strategies, there's some people who are like racking their brains trying to follow along. Because there is a lot to this game, but it's one of these games that when you play it, it's, it's actually yeah, quite simple. I mean, I'd say the first time you play it, you'll be sort of a, a bit slow to, to enjoy it. It's, there is sort of a lot to take in, where when you can take cards, when you can play, how you can play. Mm-hmm. But I'd say half, half an hour into your, into your first game through, and from then on out, it's, it's dead simple. Without, before we get on to pros and cons, which I feel like I have a lot, load rattling around <laughs> in my head, we're going to talk about expansions, and when I say we, I mean Aiden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally in my notes, it says, expansions, Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, perfect. Uh, so, as we mentioned at the start, the original game was the, the US version of it, which is the North American map. The game I have and we've been playing is Europe. There's also uh, the, the other version that we have, we have three to play, um, is the Indian version as well, which is a smaller board. Uh, there are a huge, huge amount of ex- expansions and reskins of it. There's Europe, there's Nordic countries, there's the 1910 US map, there's specific countries, smaller countries, there's yeah, Switzerland, there's the USSR, there's also a whole bunch of card games and computer games as well. Yeah, so, the US, there's no Russia, just yeah. USSR. No, I'm more laughing at it as like, I'm just trying to make some really bad, in USSR, train lays you. <laughs> So there's those. There's also, like I was saying, there's card games where you don't need the board. It's sort of like, uh, I think Matthew mentioned before, it's more of like a top trumps type of of event. But then also there's a heap of computer games, which is a straightforward transition from putting physical pieces on the board to putting digital pieces on a board. Less cleanup. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But you can't flip the table as easy. (laughs) Yeah, sadly. So, uh, I don't think we've had any real table flipping moments. I've had no, times I want to not, like deck either of you. But <laughs> not I've never flipped the table. Well, not on trains. Or, not not yeah. on trains. Yeah, for for short, I never refer to this game as ticket to ride. Yeah, we just train. The, the train game. Much much simpler. So most of our experience is from the European game, but I've had I've been playing the US version for about a year before we got the European version. And I don't think we've ever played in a group Indian version, but I've played it once or twice at home. It's not nothing special. Um, I've I played the American version in college before. Yeah, it's the same affair. Yeah. I think the only difference is that one might doesn't have any sea routes, which is the only change. But uh, other than that, that is that's pretty much our expansions. 
for, for anyone who was wondering why I wasn't shouting over the guys as usual, uh, it was because I just had to step out of the room for a second. <laughs> but I guess you did, you already covered the expansion where you have different cards, different player well, cards. I right? mentioned the card game. And yeah. I didn't go into depth on it though. Yeah, because I, I read it sort of briefly beforehand that like you get a player card, sort of similar to like we talked about in Catan, mm. where you have a different ability. So there was one that's like inspector, engineer, and you just get sort of different abilities. So there are bits and pieces, yeah. but a lot of it seemed like... It's sort of delving into what I'm sure we'll do at some stage, the Forbidden series, where you have a character type and yeah. one or two minor abilities, sort of that introduction. Into yeah, it. or you get like extra points for completing yeah. long train or whatever. But yeah, I think you've probably already mentioned it while I was gone, but that it's mainly just reskins yeah. of the original game. Pretty much. Same idea. Yeah, different yeah. locations. Different locations, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm sure... We could get people correcting us that there's different nuances to certain games, but they can the go general ideas. We don't really care, so yeah. we have a crack social media team. Yeah. We'll delete their tweets. Yeah. <laughs> We've played three. We know of a few more. That's that's just the book's closed. Exactly. So, like I said, pros and cons. Uh, we talked a bit about this off mic before. Does anyone want to lead us off? I love the fact that it's a primarily strategy game. Okay. To me, I know Owen will disagree, but there's very little luck involved in this game. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are there are cards that you have to pick up and you can be lucky in picking them up or not. But because your route from A to B isn't going to be a single colour, regardless of what cards you have in your hand and what combinations, you're always going to be able to do something. So it mainly comes down to when and where you put your trains and in what manner you put them down. Like, I love that it's just primarily... A, a strategy game. Oh, would you have any pros before you lead into your cons? <laughs> um, I think it's a fairly good family game. Yeah. Like, I can definitely see this being a game that you have younger children in with parents and older siblings, yeah. uh, other people around. I'm going to argue just for, on the pro side that I don't use a lot of brain power when I'm playing this game, typically. I think this is a very chill game that I don't think about very much. I would actually have the opposite view that I feel like I think about this game too much when I'm playing it and I'm like, oh crap, where am I going to go looking at my destination mm-hmm. cards? I think I like, uh, sort of a weird pro I guess, I like the end game. I like that it's like when someone runs out of their trains, like it gets down to everyone has two or three trains yeah. and then it's like, oh crap, I, I still have some destinations I need to do. So it's, it can be a bit of a scramble at the end where it's like, oh should I take more destinations? Oh will I finish this one? And also, one thing I really like is you can pick up destination cards and you could already have completed like yeah. two of the three you pick up. I actually sort of to add on to that a, a bit. When you get to the end of this game, before you count up, you don't have a clue who's in the lead. Yeah. Like, if you if you go back to, say, Munchkin, there's a set score, you know exactly what everyone's yeah. on. In Catan, you can sort of guess by what they have on the board and if they have any other things. But this, you don't know if anyone's completed a route or not. You don't yeah. know necessarily how many routes they have. You're not going to go around the board nitpicky counting their longest train. So yeah. before you actually count up, in your own head, you have a clue who's won this game. I, I like that as a pro. On the con side of that, I hate the counting up at the end. It's like, oh crap, how many who has longest train? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a bit of it a bit tedious. Yeah. That would definitely be something that a digital game yeah, would improve Yeah, which I'm sure yeah. their computer version of it works just fine. Oh, there is a computer version you did say yeah. before, yeah. But yeah, that's sort of like, a, again, a nitpicky con. Mm. If I was to pick a con that's actually sort of essential to the gameplay a bit, that I just have never liked about it, is that you can only do one thing per turn. Yeah, that's uh, on my list. Yeah, I, I found it really annoying <laughs> at the start uh, that I was like, you know, oh, I really want to 
grab those two like black cards that are down and then finish my mm-hmm. route but you're like oh no you can't do that I get the destinations thing taking up a turn I sort of wish you could draw cards and build a route at the same time yeah oh. like um, the way I sort of think about that is like okay look I really want to pick up those cards because I need them for something else but I also really want to play my train pieces so I have things on the board yeah. that's like concrete points or maybe like a card is flipped that's let's say one of the multicolored cards that are like pretty hot shit everyone wants them because they're great <laughs> like being able to pick that and then play it straight away could be a bit unbalancing yeah like i think without doing any real play testing i think the game would be totally okay if you could on the start of your turn play out your train pieces and then pick cards yeah and i think that would be i don't think that would unbalance the game at all that's true yeah like i i see like i brought it up as a con <clears throat> But I also think, like, it's part of the gameplay. You just see, sort of need to adjust your strategy around it. It's not mm. like, you know, every three turns a dice is rolled and you lose half your cards. Like, it's nothing ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just part of the gameplay, and it affects everyone. It affects me as much as you, as much as I think. Mm-hmm. I think one, one con for me, even though you, like I said, you cannot do one thing on your turn, it's still, it can feel like a very slow game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, okay, if you have the five players, it'll take it the guts of an hour if not slightly more to finish it yeah. and even though your turn goes very quickly somehow it feels so slow if you if you contrast this with exploding kittens where you can literally do anything like as mm-hmm. many things as you want on your turn and it goes so fast yeah. this is like the opposite where you can only do one thing but it still involves it, it does seem for want of a better word like a boring game <laughs> sometimes it's just like you know oh this is quite laborious yeah, this is why I talk about this as like a, a slow chill game yeah that's that, true that you don't play what you could play after kittens or love letter yeah if you want to calm down yeah but um I see this being a very much like maybe an end of the night game if it's, you're it's one of like those that. ones that's typically brought out at birthdays and Christmas mm-hmm. yeah it's sort of like you wouldn't play it every week and you certainly wouldn't play more than one game I would say it's not going back to like the counting up at the end it's not a very highly competitive game either like I don't feel the same level of competition when we've played it again it depends who you're playing with again for this particular game for whatever reason this is the one game we're not really competitive on <laughs> yeah but I've had home games where if this is like cutthroat oh, you're no. cutting people off at every chance and you're taking cards off the deck that people are just about to pick up to finish a route with that, it can get very heated. Fair enough. That might be more element like my family get heated when we play like Cranium as well. So <laughs> But no, that's interesting. I mean I, I don't really have any more pros or cons. I guess I, I like like I said before but I talked about it in gameplay already, it seems like it's gonna be quite a long game, but it's not overly long. But there's enough meat on the game to actually enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, if you we love the bite-sized games that we talked about in the last episode because they're really quick and a great way to start off the night. This game is not going to ruin the night being like, oh, four hours. Yeah. But it's, it's also not going to be just like, oh, that's over. There's a bit of setup on Exactly. Uh, any other pros or cons, guys? I don't think so. Um, it's a mix. I'm going to argue with Aiden's strategy. Yeah. Pro. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't see there being much strategy. Like, okay, I need to get from A to B. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can go through C and that will interfere with somebody a little bit, but is that worth it to me? That's a bit risk-reward, but I don't think it's, like, hugely part of it. But also, like, the no luck or minimal amount of luck being involved. Like, you're totally at the mercy of whatever cards come off the top. And it's quite possible to be able to, like, end up in a position where you have a shit ton of cards, but not enough cards to do anything meaningful. 
But you, you certainly you can't get into situations where you have like two of every color. I think there's eight mm-hmm. different colors. So you could have 16 cards in your hand mm-hmm. and not really be able to do anything. That's a very rare occurrence, I find. Like if you have, again, between A and B, you have five different tracks and they're all different colors. At some stage, you're going to be able to do one something. I, I also, I just want to interject. I think strategy isn't, like strategy doesn't mean like I can decide to do something and it goes exactly mm-hmm. as planned. Like strategy is inherently like, oh, you need to adjust yeah. it as you go. Yeah, but when I'm thinking of strategy, I mean like different strategies that are available to me. The best way to win this game is to get from A to B. Yeah. And it's like going through C will rarely help you. Sometimes. I, I think that's fair. You've convinced me on. <laughs> it also depends on the numbers of places you complete. You can go from A to B on one card and B to C on another card and get your 10 points or whatever out from it. Yeah. And then that's your game. Mm-hmm. But if I go in the same amount of time, A to B to C, and I've had a longer train than you, I'm going to get extra points at the end. So I still want to go as sort of straight as I can on my route, but I want to get long trains at the yeah, same but time. You're also then at the mercy of, do you have those resource cards to do that? Aiden wants to go Which straight, is... but he's at the mercy of long trains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to build them on flat land. Is all <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I sort of go back and forth. I think there is, there is a, a bit of strategy involved in the game. What I would say is, yeah, you have to get from A to B, but a lot of the times, we're talking sort of very linear, like Paris to Munich, but like there are a lot of times where you could like oh I could go up and around here and like yeah. or I could go through Europe mm-hmm. or like so there is, there is multiple ways you can do it yeah, and sorry, go on. there uh, there is a bit of forward planning but also being like okay do I want to go through this set of routes that are all like grey so I can put down whatever I want but they're all like four mm-hmm. thing routes or do I want to go through this one that are all three thing routes but they're all designated colours yeah. uh, there's no there's never one unless you're literally going one city two the neighbouring city, there's never just one route you can take. Yeah. Unless you're going to Edinburgh. Sadly, there's only one route off the island. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. Who wants to go to Edinburgh? I actually sort of want to go to Edinburgh. <laughs> I've been once. If the cards tell me to go to fucking Edinburgh, I'm going to go. <laughs> what did we say about this game not being competitive? <laughs> uh, yeah. The discussion of the game is getting yeah. Not the game. But I, anyway, that's it for me. I don't want to move on if someone else has, has anything they want to bring up. No, no, go for no. Well, in terms of recommendation, I'm going to tee this one off and say that I would not be pushed if this game disappeared and we never played it again. I, I wouldn't really recommend someone to buy it any more than I'd recommend someone to buy Monopoly. It's like, yeah, it's sort of cool to have. It's a game you can have in your house. But I wouldn't be like, oh, we have to play this game. Oh, my friend had this game ticket to ride and it was amazing. Let's buy it. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. That, that would be my take on it. I think in terms of our... Like our Friday game nights, it's I wouldn't if we hadn't played it before. I wouldn't suggest to bring it to that. But yeah. as a game in and of itself, to have in a like you're saying in a more generic setting in a more family setting, a hundred percent I would say it's it's it'll take an hour out of the kids' evening to, to keep them occupied. It's this easy to true. get your hands on yeah. small pieces. Everyone, small pieces. Yeah. <laughs> don't swallow anything. <laughs> so it's easy to get your hands on. It's easy to understand, and it'll it'll take an hour. Like for. Family game, I'd recommend it. It's or our pseudo competitive game nights, no. With, with my friends when I was younger, when we played like Risk and stuff, I can imagine us playing this game then. I but, hate Risk. Yeah, but but not as much now. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, no, similar vein. It's, uh, it's like a definite maybe. Like yeah. there's lots of other games I'd recommend ahead of this, but I'm also not going to tell you to. Oh, you found this in the backseat of 
someone's car and they decided to give it to you. That was a really weird situation. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why I pulled that one out. But yeah, but if you found it in the back of the closet, I wouldn't recommend throwing it out in the bin. Yeah, true. I would keep it and play it, but yeah, yeah it's it's all right. Yeah, if like you saw this for like five quid at a garage sale or something, yeah, you'd be like, for it. yeah, why not? Yeah. It, it's going to provide uh, entertainment. <laughs> Uh, how much is the game actually as a matter of interest? Did anyone look it up? I didn't, but we'll fucking say We still get typewriters. Yeah. Yeah, just so it's any I'll, just, I'll just use my mechanical keyboard while we're on stream constantly. <laughs> it's like the Owen's, actually, Owen's actually playing PUBG while we're playing the game, doing the podcast. I would, I would, no, let's pause okay, it. Let's, let's guess. Let's guess. Okay. Let's guess. guess, guess oh, I have it here. I have yes. the Europe edition okay. as well. And yeah. is it in Amazon? Amazon? So uh, it's in pounds? eBay. So eBay. It's, it's in dollars, but I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, 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 I know the conversion. Okay. Uh, I'm, well, I'll just guess in dollars. Um, For our international fans, yeah. good one. Forty dollars. Okay. I'm going to say fifty. Thirty-five. Wow. Okay. So cheaper than you thought. Still yeah, quite a that, bit. Is that yeah. second hand or no? <laughs> Uh, Missing is, half its yeah. pieces. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a, a fresh box. Okay. Brand new. In the plastic or out of the plastic? I don't know. <laughs> it just says not second hand. It actually specifies it's not second hand. So there you go. Not first hand, third hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. But so, I, I think thir- what I will say, 35 <laughs> is a fair price. If you think that, I know it's, a, it's an older game, but if you think like Exploding Kittens is 25 and this is yeah. 35, mm-hmm. you at least get a lot in this box. <laughs> yeah. You get a, it's a big, big enough board. You've yeah. got about 150 cards in yeah. it and you've got five yeah. different colors of train sets and stations. There's a lot actually in There's it. There's pictures too. of Ponzi people on the box. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah it's so good. weird. The, the box is. And actually, what's weird about this game is it is a family game, but you'll see it in a lot of like what I would consider more like geek orientated games like where you would see Catan and stuff mm-hmm. like sometimes family games you see like Boggle Jenga all this nonsense well not <laughs> there are games yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we'll get to them eventually yeah. <laughs> we've run out of other games yeah. um, other more interesting games but it, you do see it a lot so it must be it must have some sort of like following fan base yeah, yeah. Um, I mean there's like we were saying there's dozens and dozens of iterations of it so somebody must be like it yeah, and, and collecting Maybe all us to yeah. that same degree, but well, so, something's in there. What I think is funny is it's the one game that I've seen a ton of German and Swiss editions of. They like love yeah. trains over there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like an, the Ireland edition of this is, you know, like just two lines or something that neither run on time. <laughs> uh, actually, is there an Irish edition? There's not an Irish edition. We, we are on the outskirts of the European map. We, yeah, we funny don't have, enough, don't have a rail connection. We don't have enough trains, yeah. We need, to, um, we need to find for like St. Patrick's Day or something, we need to do like a game that's like purely Irish based. Like a drinking game. Kings we're going to play on. <laughs> just looking at the, at the map now, actually, we, Ireland doesn't come out of this very well. We're like a little squished potato. Yeah. Which they, is they didn't even bother to draw it. They were like, well, we, oh, do they have trains? And halfway through drawing it, they were like, oh no, they yeah. don't. Oh, like, just finish it there with a few squiggles. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Definitely a British more, game. Yeah, more than likely, yeah. It's probably they didn't put the Union Jack over Northern Ireland as well. Was, whatever. Yeah, awesome. Northern, Northern Ireland is connected, but the rest of Ireland. Thriving right up here. But guys, any, any improvements? Um, reiterate the, um, the place and pick cards that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Having like more than one action on a turn just to speed up the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to see some more of the um, the risk mechanics, like with the tunnels. 
Okay. As in, no. Oh, like sorry, trying, no, not, not the game risk. Okay, yeah, yeah. the risk of... No, the, the risk of, do I try doing this with just the correct number of pieces, yeah. or do I have to hoard and, yeah. like, hedge my bets? Yeah. So I'd like to see adding, that. It was interesting. Adding in some sort of, rather than straight flipping, add in a sort of dice mechanic. On, like, roll a one through five, you're fine. On a six, you have to add, it doesn't go through. Maybe slightly less random than that, but, yeah, it's something similar. Uh, other than that, it's just like yeah, maybe up the up the turn count or what mm-hmm. you can do on your turn is mm-hmm. is really the only thing I can think of. I would even say that flipping and not getting to build it at the moment isn't that big of a hindrance since you can only do one thing on your turn anyway. But losing your turn uh, in a scenario where you're f- like flipping and you don't like and then you can't do anything mm-hmm. is is actually a big hindrance right now. Like I don't really think about it if I lose a turn from like trying to build it all. Actually, one one thing that sort of what we always hark back to um, to Munchkin is sort of the ability to screw people over. Yeah. And aside from just the the act of taking yeah. a route yeah. that you think someone needs, yeah, maybe some sort of mechanic where already you can't put a station on to sort of hijack a route, but mm-hmm. it still counts for them and it counts for you. Maybe up the severity of that that if you dump more cards when building your station you literally hijack their route and take it from them mm-hmm. that might be a bit more add a bit more confrontation to the game maybe also one thing you could add which is taking a bit from discovering your when someone's on their last destination when as in when they only have one left to do they have to flip it up and, and see where they're going yeah. and then yeah. if they pick up more destination cards in their next one they can turn it back but everyone's already probably this, it, the rule book for this is um, let me see about not six, six pages. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's about six pages. Um, I'm sure I've read it cover to cover at some stage, but not recently. There could well be a mechanic in there that states you have to flip your final one. Yeah. But if there isn't, that could be something you could just easily yeah. home game. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say for definite that there is because your final one is sort of arbitrary in this because you could always have get, get more. more in discovering Europe. You can't get more routes, so no, it's just the first fair. to complete. Um, but I guess yeah. that that will pretty yeah. much do it from us. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So as always, guys, for any suggestions on games to review or comments about the podcast, remember to email us at nerds at nerdgamelight.com or get us on Twitter or at nerdgamelight there. Uh, if anyone wants to send us some free games, I can also give you an address to send them to. We will organize a P.O. box. You're not sending yeah. them straight to my house. <laughs> Owen will pay cash for any game. Face <laughs> <laughs> value. Yeah. More than 10% plus face value for the home delivery. And post-packaging. Yeah. <laughs> Swimming in money, this guy is. Uh, and his address is... <laughs> next time, next time. Yeah. But anyway, as you all know, before each episode, we play the game, and whoever wins gets to decide who'll come up with the last round of our outro. This week, the win goes to... Owen! Yeah, I was about, I was about to say, I was thinking about that. It, it was me! Yeah. <laughs> I won! And he chose, through a random card flip, Aiden. Yeah, a card flip, not a coin. I didn't yeah. have a coin. He flipped a coin. So much cash he doesn't carry coins. No. <laughs> I'm all plastic, baby. <laughs> Apart from where it counts. Yeah, I'm glad you. Oh anyway, so there's a lot of talk about dicks in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not at all in the wood for my sheep Catan no. episode. We barely brought it up. Anyway, with that in mind, from all of us here at Nerd Game Night, we remind you to play the game, roll the dice, and screw these outros. See you next week, guys. Wasn't even recorded. <laughs>